Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. What I found is that people don't want a boss. They want a leader. For sure. So bosses tell you what to do. Leaders teach you how to do and then let you do. Right. Let you learn. Let you fail because that's how you learn. You learn by failure. Right. Really. Because right. if you just get lucky and do it right all the time, then you're never going to like sit down and, and look back at it and find out where did where did this go wrong yeah. and learn and take lessons from yeah. it. So I've created a culture of allowing failure. Yeah. That's because incredible. when they fail, they learn. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hey there, podcast listeners. Today, I'm going to bring you a conversation I had with Will Brown of Brown Boys Roofing in Bentonville, Arkansas. Will and his family have been members of SGI for over 10 years. In the last four years, they've experienced some tremendous growth. In fact, they've gone from 1.7 million to a projected 8.5 million by the end of 2020. And that number would have been a lot higher if they could locate the materials to complete those additional jobs. Now, many things that contributed to this transcendence. Maybe the biggest was when Will, who now owns the business, removed himself from his sales role and transitioned fully into the GM role. With that change, he also altered his mindset. He realized for the company to grow, he would need to rely on others. And he would make it okay for those leaders in Brown Boys to fail. In addition, as you will hear, Will encourages his team to speak up if they don't agree with his thoughts or opinions on what needs to happen in the business. So as a result, Brown Boys team has become tighter, more productive, and incredibly excited for what the future holds. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation and take away at least a few nuggets. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. For, for those who don't know you, could you share with everyone uh, your name, your company name, where you guys are located? Um, Will Brown. We are a roofing company in Northwest Arkansas. Walmart is our claim to fame in Bentonville. Sure. Um, but we started roofing over 22 years ago when Dad started the company. Brown Brown, Brown Boys. Boys Roofing. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that's it's our last name. If it was Smith Boys, no one would have any issue with it. <laughs> tend to hear brown boy seems kind of racist and it's like oh gosh roll our eyes from time yeah. to time yeah but you know that's okay right if it was smith boys no one was there for, for sure for sure but um yeah so and what's the company look like today in terms of people like what what's the break i know that's a you know you know big company sure. a lot of folks but you know what's your office you know office look like how about management team let's let's start there um so our management team is myself as a general manager, my wife is our office manager. My brother Robert is um, oversees our gutter department. Okay. And Rich Rogers is my sales manager and department head of roofing, with Ralph Colbert, who is our um, operations manager. Very good, very good. How about the sales team? Your your technicians sell roofs. You have a dedicated salespeople. We do not have a technician who mm-hmm. sells. Um, we have a dedicated sales team. We have six salesmen okay. and then our sales manager, Rich, who okay. oversees the division. Very good. How about the repair techs? How many, how many repair techs do you guys have? We have one repair tech who okay. doubles as a quality control oh, okay. manager. So All right. 
we don't have as many repairs as we've had in the past. Sure. But we've had several major hailstorms. Mm. So most repairs are flipping to replacements. Right, right. So. And how many crews, how many install crews? Seven. Seven. Mm. Now, are they are they dedicated employees or are they subs? They're actually subs. Subs, yeah. right. Well, that's pretty much mm. industry standard. Very good. Well, great. And we're talking today because business has been really good lately. Can you kind of share with everyone where how revenues progressed the last handful of years? Sure. Um, so I bought the company from my parents. It'll be four years into this March. Mm -hmm. And we've basically doubled our revenue each year. That's awesome. So when the year before I bought the company, we were uh, 1.7. Mm -hmm. The following year, we ended it at um, about 1.8. But we went from a 6% loss to a 6% profit. Right. So I was good with that yeah. non-growth, so For to sure. speak. The growth in the right way. In the right spaces <laughs> anyway. Not For just sure. the top line number, but the yeah. line number. So then we went, the following year was 2.7. And then last year we ended it at 5.8. That's great. And this year's looking good. This year is looking amazing. We've already sold 9 million and we've produced a little over 6 million. And and the, the material things is the only thing that's, 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 you know, keeping it down, right? Yeah. God bless COVID. I know, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, we're having a lot of trouble getting material, so sure. we, can, we, we could have produced uh, probably a million more, but oh, man. we can't get material. I mean, right. it's tough to produce something. Yep, yep. At least people try to, they can kind of understand given what's going on. 85% of the people are right. somewhat <laughs> okay with it. Yeah, but. yeah. That's interesting. So how did your dad get into roofing? Can I share with that? Because obviously that's how you got into it, right? Yeah. You got indentured a bit. but uh. <laughs> So he was a USDA inspector. Okay. And originally, we were originally from Dodge City, Kansas. Got the heck out of Dodge. Right. Ended up in, in the Northwest Arkansas, Missouri area. Uh -huh. And he was, he got to a point where he realized that I've looked down over I forget the number. It was some astronomical number, 18 million chicken butts or something, how he puts it. <laughs> and some, one of his coworkers said that they needed to replace the roof. Okay. Well, we had replaced our roof at our house really? when we first moved there by reading the package. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. And, oh, impressive. <laughs> really, really dumb. <laughs> uh, you don't recommend that? No. Okay. It was like a four-layer tear-off. We had mounds of shingles as high as this table oh, probably. Okay. You'll never forget oh, that. gosh, no. <laughs> so he said, well, we can do that. So yep. another silly scenario where we laugh about how bad we were because we got we got a nail gun and we're going to be really fast because we hand nailed the original one. Oh my gosh and he wanted to buy a boat yeah so we worked for three straight weeks on a house that probably should have taken any roofing crew of their salt four days uh-huh yeah good times so from wow. there he just got sick of doing the usda thing he yeah cashed out got some money for his uh 401k out and wow. here we are holy cow so you you went to college though, right? You one whole year. One year of college. That's right. And then you decided, heck with this, I just want to go make money. Decided. No. They only they told you. You act like I got a choice. <laughs> no, dad, dad actually grabbed me and he said, um, I can't get any dependable help. I need you. Okay. I was actually at in the summer I was working for a chicken packing plant in, okay. the, in the frozen section of the place. Oh wow. And he pulled me out because I was just trying to save money to go to school the next year. Sure. And so yeah, that didn't happen. Right. So I was my my goal was to coach and teach. Okay. In high school. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Well, sure. now I coach and teach different. Absolutely. Stuff. It's not a sport. But right. 
sometimes it feels like a sport because yeah. we're winning right now. Uh, that's right, man. I love that. I love that. Uh, so when did uh, when did you guys find SGI? You guys have been members forever. I know that. But what year was it exactly? Um, we joined in June of 2010. June of 2010. And what was what you know? How how did uh, you guys find us? How did we find you? Got a phone call, got a letter. I'm not yeah. sure which. Right. Dad wanted to go for the free lunch okay. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right, right. It was a rainy. Steak lunch, I know that. It yeah. was a rainy, cold, miserable day. Okay. And I had no desire to be there. I literally said, if we're not going to make money, I'd rather be at home and right. make money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were we were circling the toilet when okay. we found SGI okay. for sure. Okay. So where were you guys were losing money, I guess, at that oh, point? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't been paid in six weeks. Dad hadn't been paid in six weeks. Wow. My brother was paid two weeks earlier because he had a house payment. Right. And and on top of that, what I realized, it was just over the last two years that I realized that we hadn't been paying our payroll taxes. Oh, my I had stacks of them. And then the IRS came knocking about 30 days after joining SGI. Holy cow. And thankfully, thank you, Jesus, we was able to get that squared away. Yeah. Within 45 days of them knocking on the door. Wow. And we're but a lot of that had to do with uh, straightforward pricing. But yeah, that's a good transition, yeah. right? Right. So uh, you guys join. You mm -hmm. go to Expo back then, right? There was Absolutely. no e no dedicated no EP. EP. Yeah. We just slam you for a whole week. It's, a, it's it. an intense week. Mm -hmm. um, when when you guys left, I'm sure you know everyone says your head's like you know it hurts. There's so much going on. It's there. taking a drink out of a fire hydrant, right? So what 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 two or three things did you guys know you needed to do right away to get business moving in the right direction? One was our um, image. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to start looking the part as opposed to looking like a roofer. Right. Look like a business owner. Right. And business people. Um, but the main one was straightforward pricing and raising prices. Right. I mean, and getting some training. Sure. You know, and so I remember we got the little widget roofing, <laughs> you know, duplicate yeah. copy that we put on our our copier, yep. we cut out our logo from a business card and taped it over it. Is that right? So that it looked like we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. We showed up to our first house that next Monday. Really? Okay. With it. And we just looked at each other like, oh, well, we're going to either do this or we're not. So yeah. Yeah. Clearly doing the same thing over and over again is not producing different results. For sure. Let's not be insane anymore. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah. So we go through the whole process with this customer and I'm just circling stuff on the, the strip and I'm like, I'm adding it up in my head and I'm like, holy crap, it's <laughs> over $6,000. Wow. Okay. And yeah. A week and a half ago, it probably would have been 1500 to 2000. Yeah. And, and so I'm reading it off and I'm, I put the paper on the, the guide because I didn't want to see it vibrating in the wind because I was terrified of the sure, number. Sure. Yeah. And uh, with my best face, I said, yeah, so this will be what it'll be. And he's like, Ooh, 6,000 is a little steep. And I'm like, I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> what if we don't do this level six? Yeah. So we marked it off. It was whatever it was. Yeah. 5,000 something. Right. And we started the next day. All right. Sounds great. Oh, we're halfway down this guy's long driveway. I looked at that. I said, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I don't know, but let's do it well, again. Yeah, that's great. So that was pretty much it. The, that next, was the next morning we got another call. Are you the people who have the prices already set aside and not making it up on the spot? Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Since yesterday. Same right. Way, yeah, that's yeah. what we're thinking. So he told a neighbor or a friend or Apparently, something. Someone he worked with. He was a, a doctor. And we actually just in March replaced his roof. Is that right? Yeah. 
Oh, so ten years later, we replaced. He knew who to call. He knew who to call. That's great. Yeah. Now, when did you guys do uh, start going to training and stuff? Because obviously, you used the guide, and you know, you didn't have a presentation down, right? No. But you you knew you needed to make some more money. But obviously, training makes all the difference. So, when did you guys start start investing into that? Started making some money to dig out of our hole. Right. Um, it was probably in the fall of okay. 2010. We went to our first. I believe it was million dollars. Million dollars. So right. Okay. Very good. Yeah. And you guys do the, uh, you go to the, what's a power performing technician back then or something like that? Something, yeah, it was something like that. Okay. Yeah, we we did all, we went through all All of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything from the marketing class, which dad always joked with me, you go do that, you do the smart stuff. I I don't have any idea what's going on. (laughs) You know, even even when it would come up in an expo, he's like, I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs) Okay. You deal with this. I don't. I'm in the field. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. So, learning curve was vertical. Sure, sure. So, what were some of the other real big changes? Someone, someone, you know, listening to this, watching this, you know, and and they just join, you know, what are some big things that really made the difference in those early days? I know it's been a while, but are there certain things that stick out to you? Um, The mantra of change your people or change your people Mm -hmm. was a big one. Right. Um, we had one salesman when okay. we came back and we joined and said, Hey, this is going to be awesome. We're going to send you to training. Right. He's like, I'm your best salesman. I don't need training. All right. So this is your two week notice then. Well, I guess it is. Wow. So you, so you, you believed it a hundred percent. And yeah. actually it was my brother, Robert, who was like, we're going to do this. Yeah. I mean, it clearly worked. You saw what happened on this particular customer's house. Right. So he was really pushing it. We were interviewing someone to answer the phones all the time instead of just a cell phone. And uh, the first person who came in was was a Walmart layoff. Okay. And way overqualified to work for us. Yeah. And um, we were after the interview. I say interview lightly. We sat down. We talked. Right. You know. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. She's way overqualified. Yeah. The first time I've really seen my brother real animated in the business. Isn't that the point? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you brought her on as a salesperson? No, no, it was a call taker. It was a call taker. Okay. She ended up being office manager and and things like that. Yeah. That makes a big difference because, I mean, so many guys are in the field and trying to answer phone calls, and it's hard to sound professional Mm -hmm. when you're on the job site. So that, 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 I'm sure alleviated that that part of it right so that was a big difference yeah the other thing that was was kind of our lifeblood was commercial and new construction oh okay so when we joined we just decided we're going to punt on this because we got tired of being the bank right so when when cash flow starts increasing woes tend to go away sure so the the sleepless nights got a little less right once we made that transition but i think the biggest thing is to realize that it's okay to be profitable. It's yeah. okay to price higher than others in the market. For sure. It's okay. Yeah. Because more people are driving the Mercedes, Lexus, BMWs 100%. than you realize yeah. once you start looking at what they're buying versus sure. thinking it's all on price. I agree. If that makes sense. I agree. Hey, we all have these fancy iPhones pockets. 100%. And I just read, I think they're 300 bucks to produce. And I think, I don't know if there's one that's under a thousand dollars now, right. but no one thinks about it because mm-hmm. you value it. Right. So it's all about value. And that's you what can, you work. And you can price it out over the two year contract. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what a bargain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's crazy. Um, how about the, the financial side? 
of, of the business and, and finally making a business and understanding your numbers and stuff like that. Did that take time? I'm assuming it took some time to get uh, to that part. We take time. We were just, my wife and I were just talking to Patty yesterday yeah. about stuff. I, I mean, if you fig- think you've got it figured out, you probably want to check your ego. Because right. Well, especially as you're, as you're growing as much as you are. And I mean, there's, there's more things to figure out. There's more expenses, more people. Uh, well, so like I said, we've been basically losing money every year. Our line of credit was what our money was right. for so many years. Well, I remember it was 2012. So a year and a half of doing RSI processes. Right. We're sitting down for the 2011 taxes with the accountant. Okay. And he's going through the whole thing and it's dad, myself and our accountant. And he's like, all right, so it looks like you're going to end up paying around $20,000 federal. Dad about blew his lid. Yeah. What? Yeah. Pardon my language, but I'm going to be a little raw right now. Yeah. Like, Dad, you're bitching about making money. Yeah. Right. Right. If if you met my dad, so getting him to go (gasps) (laughs) and be silent must have been a gut punch. Right. But uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Like, you're right. And so now it's it is the new mantra is that we get to pay taxes this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's good way. How much do we get to give the government this year? Right. Obviously, it's a little tongue in cheek, but yeah. at the same time, it's a what a blessing. For sure. Absolutely. So. That's great. So how did uh, how did the company grow? Because when you guys first started, it was pretty much the three of you, right? I mean, and so over time, was it just adding a salesperson here or there? I mean, your dad still loves you know, you can share with everyone, he mm-hmm. still loves being in the field, mm-hmm. right? When did you finally pull yourself out of the field? Let's go there. Um, it was probably right after I bought the company. Bought it. And you just decided, uh, I need to concentrate on the business of it. Actually, that was a lie. An intentional lie. Yeah. It was October 1st, two years ago. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. Yeah. It was, so this will be two years now, this, mm-hmm. on, this October 1st. Oh, okay. I haven't been out in the field other than the random thing. Right. Um because I had brought on two salespeople. So right. we went from dad and I selling to two other people selling. And my focus became, we're going to create process for selling as opposed to personality for selling. Right. right. Because it's easier for dad and myself being the Brown boys to okay. sell a roof than some random person with the last name of Smith. Sure. You know. Sure. So when we brought these two gentlemen on, um, Actually, one of them that we were waiting for, the other one who happened rich, who happens to be our office manager now. Yeah. I didn't want to hire him. Interesting. Okay. At all. Dad's like, no, we should hire him. And yeah. Because he was an, he was a former pastor. Oh, okay. And I, I'm, I'm a Christian and, but anybody says that they're a former pastor, I always go, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And right you now. So, it, but it was a point where we were so busy. We were having trouble keeping up with the leads. It was like, sure. Fine. Here's a car. Here's whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And he's, he's been a blessing to our team along with the other guy who was, was a, he was actually a state farm adjuster. Okay. For, for many, many years. Okay. So then he got to come from the dark side to right. the light, so to speak. So this was two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Just two years ago. Yeah. So talk about the mental process of removing yourself from the field where you know you're selling it, you know, hey, we've got revenue to giving that to somebody else. How did that, how long did that, I mean, I guess it took you a while, right? To finally get okay with that. I mean. No, was, it wasn't that part of it for me wasn't okay. that big of a deal because the problem was. Mm-hmm. I was running leads all day and yeah. sitting at my kitchen table doing what I needed to do as GM. Right. 
four hours. So right. the kids would, my wife and I have five kids and right. you know, when they're saying, well, he's in the room, but yeah. he's not here. Right. We, we just missed time with dad. Right. You know, and so that wasn't easy. That's hard for sure. That is hard. Yeah. So, um, that part of it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. You're ready. For Fast it. forward to now not being needed. Right. That's a bigger transition. Interesting. Okay. So like the management team, they do an amazing job. Like this week, if I get a text, I'll be shocked That's awesome. because they really try to protect my time away. Now they may respond because technically I'm working. Right. right. But if I'm on a vacation or whatever, I, they just don't bother me with stuff. They may fill me in later, That's but it started from having that mindset of, look, I want you guys to make decisions, right? I set the parameters. You have so many dollars to make the customer happy. If you can't do it in that, then you upgrade it to the manager. If they can't do it, then it will come to me. Now, if I'm unavailable, get two or three managers together to make the decision and just we'll deal with it later when I get back. Right. So by doing that and empowering people to lead, that has been very helpful. Yeah. Because what I found is that people don't want a boss. They want a leader. For sure. So bosses tell you what to do. Leaders teach you how to do and then let you do, Right. let you learn, let you fail because that's how you learn. You learn by failure. Right. Really. Right. Cause if you just get lucky and do it right all the time, then you're never going to like sit down and, and look back at it and find out where did, where did this go wrong yeah. and learn and take lessons from yeah. it. So I've created a culture of allowing failure. Yeah. That's because incredible. when they fail, they learn. Where did that come from? Where did was it just talking to other guys here, guys like us that have grown, or did this no. self self learning and reading books, or you just it was a self realization being in business as long as you? I want to say it was there was a a class in Expo. I can't remember who taught it. Right. Um, I think it was from the general, but okay. talked about going to um, the muster with Jocko Willick. Oh, okay. The the Expo before. One of the uh, SGI, it was, um, oh, he was VP for a while. Oh, was it Paul? No, for after Paul. Oh, Davin? Davin. Yeah. He gave me the book Extreme Ownership. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, so he and I talked about it quite a bit. And then they had that. And he showed a video that he does, which take the time and Google Jocko, J-A-C-K-O. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. It's two minutes. It will mess with your head a little bit. Yeah. The point of the video is when bad things happen, just say good because now you have an opportunity to learn from it. So when the first time we ever got to use that was with a house that was historical brick and we cut the counter flashing in the way they didn't want it. Oh no. You can't find this hundred year old brick anymore. Oh no. And I got to go and say good. Yeah. And just do what had to be done. Right. Ultimately lady was really, really pleased, really happy. We got it all squared away, Yeah, but it wasn't without heartache. And like, she was pregnant. We made her cry. Oh. It was like, yeah. Oh. So afterwards, you still like me? She said, Oh, you guys are great. But still, yeah. it was a tough process. Right. The second time it happened was with Rich, our now sales manager. Okay. He was um, doing, he was a storm chaser for a while. Sure. And to put him in, in that space. And he said, he, he estimated a roof and he forgot to add the tear off on a big roof. Oh no. It was like a $3,000 thing. Yeah. And, um, and so I sat down with him and I said, Hey man, you see anything missing on this? 
Because we've taken the approach straightforward pricing. If you agree to it and we missed it, that's on us. Right. If we didn't, you know, whether it's lumber or something random that we can't for sure see. Sure. So it's like, he's like, oh God, what do we, uh, and I just said, good. Yeah. It's like, how can you say good? Slowly and purposefully. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay, well, what do I do? I said, right. you get me value for it. Right. What do you mean get me value for it? I need reviews. Mm. I need you to go and get me value for it. We're not going to get a dollar value for it, but we need word of mouth value. We need Facebook review value. value. We need Google review value. We need something for this $3,000. Yeah. So that moment there was one of the, the defining moments of him wanting to kind of stay because he's like, this is awesome because any other job that would have been taken out of this pay. And right. I used it as a, are we going to do this again? Yeah, absolutely not. Right. And it, it's something that we've passed on to all of our sales team and people is like, look, I, ex you know what I expect you to do? Yeah. I expect you to screw up and I expect you to cost me money. Right. Huh? Yeah. That's what I expect from you. Because yeah. if you're not doing that, one, you're not trying hard enough. Mm -hmm. Two, you're asking me way too many questions. Right. And three, how are you ever going to make a decision without being able to do that? Right. Right. Can't grow from, if you don't make mistakes. For sure. 100%. That's interesting. So how have you gotten that mindset across? I mean, this is your, your sales manager. Mm -hmm. You know, he learned that that way from an interaction. But how, how have you gotten that across your management team? Did you talk about it all the time? Do you guys oh, have? We talk about it a lot. Okay. So it's yeah. part of the culture now. Yes, we, we have um, a Wednesday staff meeting with everybody. And I think we're at 27 employees now. Mm -hmm. And we just talk about it fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and even in the individual meetings, you know, it's like, I need you guys to make decisions. Right. Um, actually, there was one gentleman that just was, uh, they had to call him into my office because it was not working with his direct people. And I set him down and said, if you're in my office, that means you're affecting my life. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. Right. But I need you to make decisions. This, and I laid out some examples of some things that he was doing. Right. And kind of gently in love, punched him in the forehead. Right. And, um, and he was like, he got it. Yeah. So it's been three weeks now and he's starting to just go and do right. and make decisions and make mistakes. And I'm like, Good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Right. Right. You're never going to learn until you do. Right. But you brought him along. You didn't fire him. You didn't do, you know, which is a lot of things people normally do. They say, okay, you're out of here. I'll get someone else. You you corrected it and now you can grow with it. You don't have to try and find a new person, something like that. That's, that's yeah. fascinating. One of the, one of our, our approaches whenever we all, so we have a management team meeting every Friday morning. Okay. So and we sit that. down, we, we say, okay, this is the problem with employee X. Mm -hmm. One, do they fit our values? Right. hundred percent. Two, are they worth investing in? Mm. Three, what's the plan? Right. And then after we try and try, then we, we let this if sure. necessary. Right. Because they're, you know, one of the chapters in the book of extreme ownership, there's no bad teams, only bad leaders. Mm. So our first approach is an internal, where have we failed to train? and teach this person. Right. And then we move through the process. Now, does it need do you have to let people go from time to time? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Every once in a while you have knuckleheads that just are happy just punching a clock and that's it. Yeah. I don't want I don't want yes men. I want people to push back against me. Right. I want people to say, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Especially next week when I come back from expo. Yeah. 
you know, I, I want that. You know, yep. there's a, a book that I recently read called Rocket Fuel. Okay. Um, Gino Wickman, I think is his name, but it talks about the integrator and the visionary. Okay. I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. The problem with visionaries is they have lots of ideas. Sure. They need somebody that will say, get it done. No. Yeah. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on these right here first <laughs> before we end. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Right. Right. Because, you know, I just come up with all these random ideas and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. We're not. <laughs> Maybe one day, yeah. but let's figure right everything now. else out first. Now's not the time. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so you said you guys get together every Wednesday. We have a, a company staff. A company every Wednesday. Every that's great. Wednesday. Yeah. Talk for people that, that want to do stuff like that. Maybe talk through what your agenda looks like for something. Sure. Like that. So um, first thing we do, we start with, with a prayer really quick. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has to participate completely, whatever. I really don't care. It's just who I am. I'm not going to change me right. based on someone else's opinion. And so whatever, they're going to do what they want to do. That's cool. Sure. Then we start every meeting with testimonies of good things that happen. Nice. Not, we always say, all right, I want some goods. Yeah. Not Jocko goods. Yeah. Because Jocko is like, bad yeah. things happen to me. Yeah. So we start with testimonies and it's taking up most of our time of people in the team sharing. This customer said this, this customer said this, we That's had awesome. this issue, but this is how we fixed it. And so we, we just want to start with, a, 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 from a standpoint of we're doing some good things Yeah. because the problem is you get in a situation like that and all you talk about is the crap. And then you just think that, well, are we doing anything right? Right. right. So I want, I try now it's a primer. You got to get them going. But once people start sharing the good things that happened over right. a week, right. I'll bet we have eight to 10 every Wednesday yeah. of you know, whether it be a salesperson or the field supervisor or the, the ladies in the office, actually, we've just started, uh, we've been pretty, pretty uh, consistent with our marketing of late. We've been using the brand guys and, uh, mm-hmm. and our commercials are kind of silly. It's my brother and I, well, we're goofballs anyway. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we had a customer call in and said, is you guys like, like, like the dynasty at your shop? And they're like, <laughs> Well, they are kind of goofy, but no, yeah. not quite. Right, right. That's funny. <laughs> so we just have a lot of fun. They're memorable. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, not just in marketing, but we, we have we have culture days. Oh, like, okay. We'll talk about that. So, culture days, yeah. So one thing that we've done is every spring before it really gets really busy, yeah. we have what we call a guns and fun day. Okay. So we barbecue and we have a lot of veterans who work for us. Mm-hmm. One in particular who has uh, quite the setup. He was in special forces. So oh, wow. He and he's a he's a it's safe. He's a NRA field safety range yep. officer. You know, yep. so we um he brings guns in and people who've never shot who are interested or like you know brought bring their own stuff and yeah I provide ammo and food yeah and we just pay everybody for that half a day where we work the half day and then the phones we just change the voicemail yeah and we will call you back right and just enjoy each other's company and have fun right um recently we went to um top golf okay as a team sure you know and it just and we would go to in the years past we would go to the um local double a baseball team and yeah. in a box suite and right. have barbecue and bring the families and stuff yeah because i want to have fun outside of work right because the more fun you have the more fun work can be I absolutely and you have better relationships. Right. And then whenever you have conflict where it's more of a family environment, right. You know, cause my brother and I can have awful fights. You yeah. start throwing punches his way. And now you're going to have a problem. Even if you're defending me. Right. Like, uh, mm, right. For sure. So, because 
the best relationships are forged through conflict. Right, right. So I'm not afraid of conflict. Support for this podcast comes from Schneider Graphics. Schneider Graphics delivers the combination of premium 3M vinyl, a nationwide network of 3M certified graphic installers, and over 25 years of unmatched customer service in the commercial vehicle wrap industry. It's truly one of the most economical and effective advertising mediums. On average, the cost of a vehicle wrap is only 46 cents per 1,000 impressions. For more information, go to schneidergraphics.com. Welcome back to the show. In the first half of my conversation with Will Brown of Brown Boys Roofing in Bentonville, Arkansas, Will shared some of the early critical change Will, his dad Bill, and his brother Robert made in those early days with SGI. Will shared his perspectives on leading his team and explained that he sees problems as opportunities to get better. Next, Will will share more nuts and bolts on the operational details of Brown Boys. He'll also talk about the incredible charitable efforts Brown Boys Roofing is regularly a part of. And Will will talk about how he'd ultimately love to fill the role of dream manager in his business. So let's jump back into the conversation. To get back to, on those, those meetings, so, yeah. okay, so you have those, those testimonials or te- mm-hmm. those testimonies. What, what's the rest of that meeting look like? Then? It's, um, we'll, we'll, so every other week we'll have our safety portion of okay. the meeting, yep. and, um, which my wife, the office manager, has all that stuff squared away. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. <laughs> so, but we go and um, we talk about whatever it may be, whether it be communication mm-hmm. or why we are approaching this particular situation this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just a, a, a lot of different things. Right. You know, one, one day it was a matter of, okay, I want to read this report to you. Okay. And it was the who's speeding report. Oh, <laughs> you're driving a company vehicle, right? Drive like the police are behind you. Right. Right. <laughs> All you need to read the report. They knew exactly where oh, you were going yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we reviewed the sales obviously okay. um, before we kind of get into the, the nitty gritty. So we, we, have, we go over our sales board, which is all Google Docs. So okay. we just bring it up on the iPad and cast Perfect. it on the, the TV. Yeah. And we do a cash pool every time we hit our goal. Oh, okay. So we've, uh, and they've destroyed goals the last couple of years. It sounds like, yes. Yeah. So we, what we do is I put, like, typically I'll put 100 in there, a couple 50s, several 20s, fives, 10s, and a bunch of ones. Okay. Right? And so it's just a thing. Whenever we hit our monthly sales goal, yeah. everybody gets a pool. So what is, is it like a, a, bo- like a box or li- something? You know those little um, bags that have the strings that kind of the kids would wear with the pulls tight? Yeah that okay yeah it's nothing but special. it works yeah it works you pull it tight and you hold it out and they dig in <laughs> so we go through through that and everybody yeah. hoops and hollers and yeah, say it's fun oh it's a good time that's great and so we go through that whether whether it be somebody gets a hundred or right a one we harass the people who get the ones and right and uh, it's just a lot it's of fun. fun and so we do it for every month okay and then for the individual quarter okay so for example q1 we pulled mm. in january february we did not hit march's goal mm. but we hit our quarter goal okay so they got three pulls in that quarter so nice. you get to four pulls a quarter yeah and i think this morning they're pulling for um september and q3 that's today. great so that's a lot of fun yeah very cool and so after that then go out your day let's have a great day yeah. and that's awesome. We'll, we'll see you later. Is there any? Then we'll we will end before we end every meeting. As a matter of, 
where are we at with scheduling with admin? Do you have anything you need right. to add? Then right. again, with the gutter team, how far out are you to completion, mm -hmm. replacements and repairs? Where are we at so that everybody kind of is on the same page at least once a week? Do you guys do any additional training on top of that? Or is it is that the yeah. primary day? Right after the meeting on Wednesday, the sales team stays in and they have their hour okay. individual sales meeting. Now in the winter, what we tend to do is we do our our huddles, if you will, right. in the winter, okay. whenever you can't get on a roof because of frost. So sure. their first appointment now becomes a, a little training. Okay. For them. Very good. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So um, how often do you guys get together as a management team? Every week. Every week. And, and it's just talking about what's going on ahead, what, what what's transpired already, or talk about maybe what those conversations look like. Um, a lot of it is just... This is the the situation that has come up mm -hmm. that we don't need to talk about in front of 27 people. Right. And we kind of hash it out. Mm -hmm. and, or another thing is, is I bring up my harebrained ideas and they kind of, they tend to shoot me down or yeah. they, they gravitate to one every right. once in a while. Right. So, you know, <clears throat> and then, you know, some, just, some of it's just basic business. Like, um, you know, what we need is a tornado shelter. Mm -hmm. So let's get, let's get that started. Can you handle that? Okay. Very good. So things like random things like that. Very good. People, you've brought on so many people, obviously, mm -hmm. and, and not a lot of time. And it's it's the hardest thing, right? So mm -hmm. how are you, what's your recruiting look like? How are you finding, you know, really smart, motivated people? That is referrals mostly. Okay. People in the company or that we know that know us, mm -hmm. referring us to people. Okay. Um, that's been our biggest one, but we've done some indeed. Mm -hmm. Um what we found is if you're looking for people in admin, Indeed is a good way to go. Yes. If you're wanting people in the field who are going to work, it is not. Mm. That tends to be more of the the, the blue collar right. people right. The, or the, the white collar, I guess, mm. let me rephrase that. The, mm -hmm. the people who are out working, it tends to be, we find them more in Craigslist. Okay. So okay. Um, we've just had to... And we just realized that in the last six months. Sure. Like, oh, we're actually trying to speak something to someone who's not even listening. Right. So we've, we've done that. But the biggest thing for us is getting people to show up for an interview. Isn't that something? Huh. We've had, I remember when we were first trying to find our current one of our a new CSR, mm -hmm. we had 130 responses to Indeed in 24 hours. Wow. We weeded it down to about 50. Yeah. And we, our first interview in our process is a group style interview. Oh, okay. And then they break out individually and have like five minutes with the two ladies that I like it, that work through the process. Yeah. Well, the problem was of the 50, I think six showed up. Holy cow. So we quit weeding through people on the front end is like, you're invited, you're invited, you're invited. And then okay. still no one will show up. Is that right? It is amazing. Huh. Like, yeah, we're interested. This is great. Yeah. Crickets. Right. So our, our biggest thing for us in the hiring process is we we created, well, we kind of stole a process from Hish. Uh, okay. I think he stole it from somewhere else. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's out so, of Yeah. And we just made it our own. Sure. So we start our group interview with kind of a orientation. Okay. Like, I'm going to do a pre-hiring orientation with you to kind of figure out who we are because how awful is it to sit down in orientation and realize, oh, no, this is not who I want to be with. Right. So we do that up front. Sure. I make them watch the good video. Okay. So we, I've got it memorized. Yeah. Um, I bet you do. My son actually has it memorized. And when I say <laughs> I'm frustrated, he's like, you need to watch the video, dad. I'm like, you are eight years old. Don't make me kick you in the chest. That's walk hilarious. away. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Hold me accountable. <laughs> so... 
Um, we go through that and then we'll do uh, the second interview is typically a phone interview. Okay. With just um, the office manager. Yeah. Then the, the next interview is face to face with three or four people who will actually interact with this particular person. Okay. CSR, it's typically a sales manager, one of the field supervisors, maybe a salesman, and then the office manager. That's great. They're actually in the room because we've taken the approach. If anybody says no, it's a no. Yeah. Because we've got a pretty tight culture and let's sure. we want to maintain that. We're pretty protective of yeah. our family. Yeah. Not only that, my wife and I homeschool our kids. So oh, they wow. have a room in the office and they're literally around my family. Yeah. Right. So we're kind of protective of that. For sure. Yeah. As you should be. Absolutely. You just don't know who you're letting in in the door, so to speak. Right. So then we go through that process. And then if they get through that one, which is a pretty intimidating interview. Sure. Because you've, it's one on five, right. basically. Oh, so it is not just it one is, and one. It is. You're, it's like you're getting drilled. Everybody's almost. in there. Yeah. And yeah. so they go through the, the scripted questions. Mm-hmm. And then as it goes through, everyone in the room asks something of the person to try yeah. and get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. And after every interview, I sit down and I debrief with everybody who's in the room Wow, to see, okay. do we go to the next step? Mm-hmm. The third and final interview is uh, fourth, I guess, is with my brother and myself, Okay, the Brown boys. We sit yeah. down. And what we do is we have them, we go high school, college, every job that they've had with like five or six questions. And we go through their resume. Yeah. And you find a lot of interesting things about people when you allow them to talk about it. Yeah. The one thing that tends to always come up is, oh, looks like every six to eight months you're changing jobs. Right. That's very that? common. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of them we've just been like, thank you for your time. Right. Right. But it's we've we've realized that if we just trust the process, mm-hmm. we have a higher probability of doing it. For and sure. The one thing that has been has bit us in the rear end more times than not is. We needed the space filled. Mm-hmm. Let's put a butt in the seat yeah. because it seems like the right thing to do, right. but it ends up costing us more time and heartache. It's easier for us to all just kind of come together, figure it out for a while right. and get the right person in. How long do you do those or how, how frequently do you do those like recruiting gatherings, those meetings where you have everyone come in? Is that, is that a it, weekly thing or you just do it as, as oh, needs arise? It's just kind of as needs arise, but yeah. we try to do, we try and do something mm-hmm. at least quarterly. And what are like what are the questions you're asking those people where you, to get a feel for them to even get to the phone part? Like, is there what you know what things are, you, are, are being those people being asked? So you're like, oh, okay, we don't we don't like this person. They said, you know, we're trying to get a feel for a person in not much time. Tell me about a time that you treated a customer poorly. Oh wow, yeah. Or um, what was the first thing that you fixed? Okay. What was your first? What was the first job that you had, and how old were you? Okay. That's stuff great. like that. Yeah. So you can tell right away what, what work ethic right. is. I had a paper route or I used to bail hay or, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. You're right. Like, okay. Well, you got some work ethic. Yeah. Tell me about a time that you told the customer off. You know, right. Like, it's not a typical question. So they yeah. actually have to think about it versus a canned interview question. Right. That's great. And then, and then uh, what are, so when they're in the room, the five on one, what each of their scripted questions, what are those questions like? Is it more behavioral, more behavioral stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what those are. They literally, yeah, yeah. they literally keep me out Yeah, because they know that I love people and I'm like, Oh, oh you'd be great. Yeah. And so I, they keep me out of the room. Yeah. Like we'll bring you in. We need you. <laughs> so, but they, they'll, they do, you know, they debrief of their concerns. Right. And, you know, we have one lady who is a, a part-time that enters in, um, bookkeeping document, mm-hmm. uh, 
receipts and different things. Yeah. She's, she was Sam Walton, not Sam Walton, um, Rob Walton, Sam's son, her, his personal assistant. Holy cow. So I'm like, how do we end up with you? This is amazing. <laughs> she has great stories. Yeah. But she's from that corporate side. So oh, yeah. she has great insight on people. Oh, wow. So yeah. and never, never doubt a woman's intuition. Mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. Just bit us in the butt. Right. Just, Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's proper response. That's funny. So, I mean, you got to get to, to, to work at Brown Boys, it's, it's a, it's a grinder. Yeah. You got to earn it. That's what process. What the sad thing is, is we like in the, the orientation, and this is a slideshow. Yeah. I go through, I have to say it three times. We drug test. Right. We drug test the very last slide in bold letters in italics. Yes. We really do drug test. Yeah. It's like, if you look, when I say drug test, I don't mean do you need to take a test to know if you do drugs? <laughs> yeah. If you know you're going to fail, save me the $45, right. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow, but still people do it. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm like, that's nuts. And that's after them getting through Robert and I at the end. Like, yeah. oh, they're going to be great. Oh, dang it. Yeah, that's something. That's a shame. Oh. How often do you guys interview? I mean, is it, do you feel like you're doing interviews pretty frequently, the two of you? Uh, we don't get too many. Okay. Yeah, I would speak. say, based on the numbers that come through, yeah, we may get ten percent to us. Wow, yeah, but that's the, that's why you always got to be doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Your your team does. Mm -hmm. um, what's the onboarding process look like? So if I come on as a new salesperson. I mean, first of all, do you only hire experienced salespeople, or are you just looking for the right person and you, you'll train them? Um, we've had lots of different approaches. Mm -hmm. We've had one who was in roofing, Rich. Okay, was, right. One who was just a car, a car salesman. He had the selling skills. He had no technical side. Mm -hmm. um, the last two that we've hired actually had some uh, construction experience. Okay. Those actually not necessarily roofing, but construction experience, framing and siding. Okay. Those guys have been awesome for us, but yeah. they were also in car sales as well. Sure. So what it looks like for their onboarding process is they sit down. And they go through the, the system and they ride along with okay. the sales manager. Okay. Then they get their iPad and I go through and I teach them how to do the the system because what we try to do is get multiple voices in right. their ear. Oh, that makes sense. Instead of just one person. Because, I mean, you don't need that Charlie Brown's teacher thing going on. Sure. So we go through and I will show them how to draw a roof and how to estimate it in our software. Okay. And then I have nine different houses with photos and what I want on it. I hand them the paper, the script. This is the easy ones. Go draw this route, estimate it X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Way. And then they, after they're done, which takes them however long it takes them, they come back. I break out the red pen <laughs> and I check things off Yeah. and I write how much money they cost me. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're like, uh, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That this job right here, would have cost me $800. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, Hey, nothing was wrong on this one. So they, they start seeing that red pen. Yeah. They're like, Oh jeez. Yeah. So now it's kind of a competition because the first, the last two guys we hired were buddies. Oh and said, yeah, for sure. Eric only lost this much money in this, um, this process. We'll see how you, we'll see how you do. Oh, you know, so. Right. So yeah. how frequently are you guys doing that? I mean, how is it every week you sit down with them and you give them or is it every day? Or? It was 
just that was just the first couple the first week okay. was mainly them going through that process okay so we split it up first half of the day they will start with the sales manager run a lead do whatever okay we have them sit the salesperson we have them sit with the csr for half a day i like it the dispatcher for half a day the lady who i say the lady my old my daughter who takes in all the documentation uh-huh. the admin and this is how I put a packet together. This is the why. Yeah. And they go with everybody. They That's go with great. a field supervisor. They go with a quality control inspection. Yeah. And we put them on our on our roof with a crew. Yeah. Is that right? So they go through the whole gambit. And so in this two weeks, they're doing that plus ride-alongs plus the 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 training on the iPad and things wow. like that. So That's great. It, depending on how quick they pick it up, depends yeah. on how quickly they start running leads. And right. then we tend to start them the first couple weeks just on gutters. Okay. Then we will throw in a random roof replacement here and there and right. spend a lot of time debriefing each individual one. So And then and then you just know when they're ready. You, mm-hmm. you just have a sense. Of when they're ready. Absolutely. That's great. Now, when you, with your team every year, do you set out certain goals for each person? Like, hey, this is a personal... We think you can, or do you ask them to set a certain revenue goal or, or stuff like that? Or you just show what, this is what our company goals are. We all need to get there and you talk about them every week. How do you approach goals like individually with your Individually. With your so we start with our overall, what our revenue goal is mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a kind of a feel as to who's capable of what. Right. And then we ask the question, what do you want to do? Right. And one, the, the sales team, the, well, I think I can do this. So say, well, okay. I have you set for this much. If you do that much, that's awesome because that's more than what we actually was hoping Budget, for. Yeah. So, and we go through that process okay. with them. Um, but as far as the other the other people, we really don't. We're not good at setting goals okay. or anything other sure. than, than really the the easy smart goals. With yeah. Something that I, I'm trying to take a, a bigger focus on is what are the goals for admin mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that one's kind of a <laughs> I don't know what you do, but it's amazing. Right. You're doing a great I'm glad job. you're doing it. Yeah, yes. thank you. But I, don't have to, but I don't know what it is that you're right. doing. Right, that's funny. So yeah. So and then with your sales guys, they're they're training weekly. Is that part talking about their goals? Is there a lot of one on one with the sales manager to kind of coach them through? You know, because everyone hits some cold streaks. I mean, you did sales. You know how it is. So I mean, is that are there one-on-ones to try and help guys grow or is it just part of the training that you have or how, how do you push them along? Absolutely. There, there's a lot of, of one-on-one mm-hmm. stuff that takes place that I'm not even aware of basically right. as, I mean, here you go, Rich, you're the sales manager, take your guys to lunch right. and just hash things out. Yep. Um, the, well, the one that was the biggest struggle for him was dad. Oh, so I bet. Yes. Dad is now working for the sales manager, but after dad realized that he was just trying to help. Yeah. You know, and not it was not a, a head butting situation. Right. It was a let me help you. Right. Then dad just went. It is that right? Yeah, he said you said he had his, his best year, right? Yeah. And by the end, so he is actually having a knee replacement surgery. So right. he's pretty much done. Yeah. Um, being on roofs now, but he hit three million dollars before the end of the third quarter. In Holy sales. cow. That's a good way to go out. That's residential. There's no commercial in that. It's That's just fantastic. Yeah. He's just just killing it. Just killing it. Yeah. And so actually the sales manager really honored him in our last meeting together. He's like, he's hit a revenue goal that I will never hit. Yeah. He's hit sales goals that I'll never hit. Oh, and by the way, good luck guys yeah. in the room, you know, for everybody. Good luck getting there because ultimately it doesn't matter. They could have somebody come in and sell 3.2 yeah. in a year. He's like, 
Yeah, but it took you 12 months. Right. Slider. Man. <laughs> and it, what an awesome year. Yeah. Good for him. That's awesome. Going okay. out on top. That's right. That's right. That's great. That's great. Um, we haven't talked. We you hinted at marketing a little bit. Let's let's chase that a bit. So, hey, you guys are killing it with revenue. That means you got to have more leads. So, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing to find more customers? What's your marketing look like? Um, our marketing predominantly is TV and radio. Okay. Um, we was pretty high TV. Or excuse me, radio. Okay. Last few years, last two years, this last just in 2020, we added TV. Okay. And the one thing that happened when we added TV is that our leads didn't go down very much, mm-hmm. but the quality leads went up a lot. Interesting. Like our goal, like when I first started the year, my goal was to have an average replacement ticket of around 10, five, mm-hmm. 10,500. Right. We're at 15,572. Wow. And the only thing that I can attribute to is the TV. Really? Because the people who are looking for the the chuck in the truck, the cheap spot, they're not going to call somebody who's advertising on TV. Right. Because they're probably charging a lot to right. be able to afford to advertise on TV. Right. So that's it's it's kind of like a second layer to our service call. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Right. But that's my perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. What what stations is it? Like morning news? Or morning news. Morning news. news. Okay. We have um, our our local stations yeah. have one splits the signal to the one that's in our area mm-hmm. and the other one goes to another area that we're not going to service because okay. it's just too far away. Right. So we focus on the ones that are split. Now this next year, we're actually going to start looking at adding to the cable and the, okay. uh, the, the people who are unplugged, I forget the term just right. to those individual, sure. like the Rukus and the, yeah. Hulu and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, above that, my that, that, That's it. That's, you got people for that. Give me the lines. I'll stand in front of the camera and say, hi, I'm Will. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you got that microphone on faster than I did. You know what you're doing. That's the truth. Um, so what's what kind of a run then? Is it always uh, like Monday through Wednesday or is it every day you're on? I think it's pretty much every day. Every day. And, what, and what's the message? So what's the, like, what is the brand for, for Round Boys now? The brand is, we don't do any call to action. Okay. At all. Okay. Like, for example, our Christmas ad that we just shot. Okay. Okay. It's, um, he, my, so what we've done to try and combat the Brown Boys being yeah. racial is it's brother Robert and brother Will. Okay. So that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. So he comes in and is like, that's it. Santa's off limits for the chimney. I'm like, <laughs> Santa Claus? Yes. They're up there tearing up those shingle with those sled runners. I said, you, so I will, Santa isn't, and so I was going to say, isn't real. Yeah. Right. And so he cuts me off. Yeah. What? Knowledgeable about roofs? How can he be? He's only there that one day. So he just goes through this whole thing about yeah. how reindeers are bucking and scuffing and hoof-huffing and reindeer poop or right. clogged gutters. And I finally shut him down. It's like, we'll fix any damage. This holiday season that yeah. makes us good boys on Brown Boys list. Oh, that makes yeah. us good boys on Santa's list. Yeah. So we just do silly stuff. Yeah. So we are entertaining people on our commercials. Right. And it's like, and we just put our logo up there with the call us, find yeah. us on, online, brownboysroofing.com. Yeah. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. There's nothing, no, hey, you should call us for this or whatever. You know, we'll do these. The one of them was an event calculation mm-hmm. where he's, Acting like he's on a, a money machine, uh-huh. you know, it's like 
Did you know that the tax code says that you can get 30% for blah, 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 blah. He reads the tax code and they speed it up yeah. for having a solar power attic fan. <laughs> it's just weird stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but it's memorable. It's memorable. We have a good time. Yeah. Um, for ice dams, we we pretended that there were such thing as snow beavers. <laughs> creating ice dams. That's great. You know, and he comes in with his cotton candy. I'm like, what's with the cotton candy? It's yeah. for bait. Right. With them snow beavers. It's <laughs> like... Snow beavers. Yeah. So that is pretty much out that what that would be why people think we're Duck Dynasty because right. we have a lot of fun yeah. while we do our spots. That's and great. Actually, we've just started with, with our the guy who's been recording it. He's yeah. actually going to find all of our bloopers. Oh. Put them together, and we're going to do the Science Mystery Theater 2000. Yeah. Hour, where we're sitting kind of back there watching it, and the like, go say. We should have hired actors. That is so funny. You know, That's and then actually bring in people from our churches to say, "Hi, I'm Will." You know, just <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to cut it. You know, yeah. whatever. So That's we, great. we just try to have fun. That's fantastic. That's really good. Uh, I'd be remiss because you've got a, a Folds of Honor shirt on. That's yeah. a big part of, of what you guys do and believe mm-hmm. in, right? Maybe talk about, and, and you also do something for breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about your the charitable end of, of what Brown Boys does. Sure. So. What, what started it for us was Pink Boys. Mm-hmm. We switch our name. It looks like we've graffitied over brown and everything's all pink and mm-hmm. out because my grandma was a 34-year breast cancer survivor. Oh, wow. And so when we started the Pink Boys, we was just going to donate 5% of our sales mm-hmm. up to, um, well, up, we, didn't set a, we didn't set a limit yeah. the first time. Yeah. So this will be this starting now is our third month, third year of doing it. Okay. And we ended up writing a nineteen thousand six hundred and fifty-five dollar check wow. to a, a local breast cancer charity where they actually donate the money for things that insurance doesn't cover. Wow. And a hundred percent of the funds go to the people. That's great. So, you know, yeah. whether it be car payment, house payment, fuel, whatever. So they help offset. It's kind of like the aflac of breast cancer okay. for these people. Right? Yeah, but it all adds up yeah. for sure. And so we was like, oh God, we wrote a truck check for yeah. these people for this pr- particular event. So right. then we like, well, this everybody was on board. They loved it because wow. we got pink shirts. Yeah. I mean, we went all out. Yeah. So we we have with all, all of our veterans, and you know, after coming into contact with Folds of Honor, we wanted to do something for them as well. So yeah. we do camo boys <laughs> in in May because May is Military Appreciation Month. Okay. So we've done the same thing. We've 5% of our sales up to $20,000. Yeah. Well, this last, so this will be our, this was our second year doing it for yeah. Folds of Honor. And our month was so amazing yeah. that we actually upped it to 30,000. So oh, we've, we've been able to donate over the last two years, $50,000 to Folds of Honor and just under $60,000 for breast cancer awareness in the last three years. So, I mean, in talk about, I mean, that's just, you get chills thinking about the lives that you touch with it and, and what it does for your team. They got to feel awesome to be a part of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, everybody gets a, a kick out of it because yeah. it, we, we wear our traditional blue shirts, but we get to switch it up. Right. Camo. And, yeah, you know yeah. different things. So, so fun that's too. fun. Yeah, but the other side is is just hearing people like thank you, you know, thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. we love your company. We don't need a roof, but if we do, we're gonna call you because I'm a veteran. My my son's in the military right now, or yeah. whatever, you know. And not that that's why we do it. No. It's because of you know the the guys that are serving with me. We have two guys who are Navy, one's Air Force, and a Marine yeah. that work for us. Yeah. And want to honor them because sure. they did something that I didn't have the the stones to do. Right. Right. I, I, 
I could have done it. I me neither. I, I understand. I'm I glad that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I want we want to honor them for that yes. as best we can. Of course. Yeah. I mean, especially with folds and, and serving those that have fallen. I mean, what what a great charity. Yeah, absolutely. So super cool. Um, just kind of in wrapping up. I mean, I can talk to you all day. We'll always enjoy it, but. Uh, where, where, where's Brown Boys going the next five or 10 years? Do you, do you think that far along the line or do you think year by year? I've tried. Uh-huh. And the the joke is right now, I either suck at setting goals <laughs> or our team's a bunch of overachievers. Okay. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So last year, our goal was 3.6. We did 5.8. Wow. Yeah. This year, our goal was 6.5 and we're on pace for 8.5. We've already, we're, we've already sold almost nine. Yeah. So I suck at making goals. And I was actually showing them, look, this is what I'm thinking for our five-year goal, 15 million, blah, 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 and just different things. Sure. I, I start off as the numbers, yep. but then we started adding things like, we want to pave our driveway. We want to remove that old beat up building, you know, clean it up, make it look nice, build a sign, put some flags up, you know, things like that. Yep. And one of them, one of the person, um, so is that next year's goal? I'm like, God, <laughs> it's supposed to be five-year goal. And so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they're pushing it. They're they're pushing me. That's great. And so I don't know what it looks like, but one thing I don't want to do is I don't want the goals of the company to be revenue. Right. Right. Revenue is going to happen naturally. Right. I want it to be more along the lines of, um, we did things like, there's no truck over five years old. Okay. That everybody's driving a newer truck. Yeah. Um, We're doing company trips. Like oh, really? Last year, we went on a cruise. Oh, nice. Everybody wanted to go on a cruise. Obviously, this year is probably out. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're so we're trying things. to come up with a different venue for us to go and do yeah. things. So yeah. I want to do things that we love to do as a team. Yeah. Not so much just worry about grinding to the bone. Because right. revenue is going to happen. Right. Money is going to come. Pay attention to the numbers, obviously, right. because if you neglect it, well, then none of these other cool things that you want to do happen. Yeah. So pay attention to major on the major things, sure, but minor on the minor things. Right. That's so great. I, I really don't know. I, I yeah. need to get better at that. But that's right. Yeah. But if, if you you fostered that culture that if you make it a fun place, a place people want to be, they're going to drive it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they care about it because to them, it's probably their company as well. Yeah. You know. We have one gentleman that we just, when we did our top golf event, was his last day. Oh wow. He was uh he moved from Iowa and he really didn't have anything around us. And I'm like, what why are you here? Yeah. Well, I just love working here. Yeah, but what do you do outside of here? Well, not much of anything. Yeah. I'm like, so why are you here? Yeah. Well, I just don't ever want I mean, it's like, you need to be with family. Yeah. I want you to stay. Yeah. But what's best for you is to be with your family. Yeah. And so that was ultimately the decision that he made. And we hated to see him go. Right. But at the same time, I want to look for the best interest of the people who are with me. Yeah. Not for my best interest. Right. Because if you're really leading people, Mm -hmm. you're going to be showing them the best way for them. Yeah. Not necessarily the best way for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, if I have a goal, I want to be able to be a dream manager Mm -hmm. for our people. It's like, what do you, what do you want? Right. This is great. You, you've provided all this stuff for me and my family my, from your hard work. What, how can I help you? Right. Right. Because, you know, the, the win, triple win philosophy but from SGI is, yep. I don't know what order they put it in, but my order is team members have to win first. Yep. 
because if the team members are winning, the customer's gonna win, and then the company's gonna win. Right. But if you start with the, you know, I believe it was Gus a few years ago, gave the analogy of the machine, mm -hmm. the recycling machine. If the recycling machine breaks down, no money, both the people are our machine. Right. So I wanna focus on our people That's if awesome. I can. That's great. Well, Will, thank you so much for a great conversation. Like, there's probably a bunch more things we can get into, but I, I want to let you get back to enjoying Expo. But thank you so much for your time and, and all your insight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, all right, buddy. Thanks. That's Will Brown of Brown Boys Roofing in Bentonville, Arkansas. Thanks for listening to the show. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. And remember, friends give fives. You've been listening to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Goodman. Goodman Manufacturing Company produces a complete line of refreshingly affordable air conditioning and heating equipment. Goodman is a member of the world's largest HVAC manufacturer, Daikin Industries. For more information, go to www.goodmanmfg.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a production of the Aquila Investment Group, LLC, All Rights Reserved. 2020.